Welcome back to the Morning Kick Podcast. This is a replay episode from the live YouTube, Facebook and LinkedIn show produced by Excite Media. We encourage you if you're looking at digital marketing, website design, to contact us via excitemedia.com.au. Now let's revisit one of our earlier programs and join our guest. Hey, well, good morning, Kicksters, and welcome back to The Morning Kick. If you felt like you've had a break, there's been a very good reason, because I've been away having a staycation. The latest thing in holidays when you can't travel is to stay at home and do things well. But I can tell you there's a few good tips to having a good staycation that I might cover in a later episode. But two weeks of really just refreshing and looking forward to being back, going to Excite Media today. But we're going to have another great episode, and this time we're inviting... Will Shelton. Now, Will is with a marketing integrated marketing company out of Los Angeles in America. And Will, thank you for joining us on the Morning Kick today. Oh, you're welcome. I'm doing great and I'm grateful to be here. Hey, it was really good when you were introduced. Um, we were contacted and we heard about Will Shelton and what you've been doing with Willpower Integrated Marketing and wanted to touch base and find out about your story and also to get some insights into the massive network of salons and barbers that you have grown right across the USA. So we're going to be tapping into that a little bit later. But Will, let's start by having a look at your story. Here we are. A man who's as good looking as I am, who has no idea or should have no idea about hair salons. What need do we have apart from a bit of spit and polish? How did you get into hair salons and barbers? Well, you know what? I think it got into me. You know, I get that question a lot. And how it actually started is, you know, I, I was getting laid off from a job. You know, I was in my early 20s, just got married. And I went to the salon with my wife to get her hair done. And when I was there, her stylist knew that I had just got laid off from a job. And she said, have you ever thought about doing hair? And I said, no. And she said, you know, um, it's your own business and women love guys to do their hair. So I thought about it and guess what, Andrew, about three months later, I just decided to enroll in cosmetology school and that's how I got into hair. That is incredible. And and how many years now has the journey been on? Oh, man, it's been 26 years now. And I own my own shop for 10 years of that 26 years. So it's been a while. Now, you've got connections that we're going to go into right across the U.S. And it taps into salons and into the barber area as well. But outside of all of this marketing things. Tell us about the Will Shelton story. You mentioned that job that you were made redundant from or, or left. Uh, what was the journey like in the early 20s? You know, what kind of career did you see ahead of yourself? Well, I think for me, you know, I always thought about, I wanted to reach my full potential. I wanted to reach the greatness that was in me. Um, I think everybody has greatness in them. It's just that they had to tap into the um, the untapped part of them and really go for something in life and just get that confidence. So for me, 
I always knew I wanted to reach the top of whatever I did. I didn't know what it was going to be, but as soon as I got into hair, I knew that was it. And I, I wrote a note to myself. I, after I went to school and started school, I said, I want to be a giant in the hair industry one day. That's so amazing. I always had that. Uh, when you look, that's kind of like a little bit of a Jerry Maguire moment when you think of uh, Tom Cruise writing his manifesto and and then really kind of taking it from there. So it's interesting, those things we write down. I've got a couple of those myself. Um, there's one that actually a friend wrote for me and gave me at midnight when we were having coffee down on the Gold Coast of Australia. And I still hold on to that piece of paper. So I guess if anyone's watching or listening, be um, be amazed at what written words can do. Write them down for yourself. Write them down for a friend. And you might be surprised at what's going to come out of that one day. Well, um, the journey has gone to the point now that you have this massive network right across the U.S., particularly you've been tapping into the African-American people in terms of some of the salons and things. Can you tell me how and why that journey began? Yeah. Um, you know, when I own my own hair salon, you know, clients come in, they really need stylists. You know, uh, they have a bond with you and there's this relationship that builds. And, you know, a stylist can get more out of you in 15 minutes than a therapist in 15 years. <laughs> so, you know, there's always chatter and a conveyor belt of conversations that goes on in the shop. So they're there for like two to four hours having fun just for their hair session. And music is always playing in the background. So a client would ask me after they got their hair done, what song was that that you were playing or what album was that? And I would tell them and they would say, hey, I'm going to go buy that album right now. Or I would recommend a movie for them. They would go see it. They would even call me when they didn't have an appointment. And they would say, hey, you know, what movie should I see? So I had an epiphany, Andrew, and I thought about it. I said, you know, I'm actually helping the entertainment industry inadvertently market their projects through the shop. So you know what? I decided I wasn't going to let fear hold me back because fear is only false evidence appearing real. So I put together a proposal. I sent it out to every movie studio and every record label I can think of. And guess what? Within about 30 days, I started receiving free CDs and free movie passes to give away to my clients. And that was the birth of Willpower Integrated Marketing. You know, it's incredible when we think of integrated marketing, you know, whether it's digital or otherwise, we're tending to think about getting all of our messages consistent across the channels. And when we think of the channels these days, we're thinking of Facebook and LinkedIn and all of the other areas. But you got the channels working actually in store and getting people to actually get the same consistent message and bringing the connection, as you say, with the, the music and the culture how far did the culture integration go? Um, yeah, well, the culture integration, it's this was a blind spot for entertainment industries and global brands. They didn't understand the cultural capital that existed in these shops. You know, they don't just shape hair. They shape the culture one hairstyle at a time. They're trendsetters. They're the ultimate influencers. They're the gatekeepers of their community. And when they say something, when they evangelize about it, the word spreads and they're very good endorsers and it's a trusted environment.
Now, when we think of uh, the franchise model, etc., that's how head office continues to get their message out. But you connected 100,000 salons that really weren't connected. These are all independent businesses and operators. That is an incredible achievement in a, on its own. How did you achieve that? You know what? What I did was I decided after I started getting the free CDs and free music and movie passes, I said, I have to scale this up and take it to another level because there's thousands of salons across the country. So what I did is I said, first, I have to get a team together and I have to get a team that has relationships with these shops across the nation. So I developed that. And then I went back and I started talking to the global brands and entertainment companies. And I let them know that we can actually connect them with shops all over the country. So once I built that network, you know, it was year by year and it took me, you know, 10, 15 years to build it up to the hundred thousand network of shops we have now. But I just took it you know, one year at a time, one salon at a time. And I just had a purpose and I knew that I had something and I knew what I had to offer mattered. And I knew that it mattered to global brands. It's just that they didn't know it yet. Well, when we look at uh, the achievements that you've got, obviously there are a whole lot of different activities that you now have with these channels. What key benefit are they getting out of this? Uh, let's go to your website there just for people can actually find and it's willpowerent.net. Make sure it's will, W-I-L, power, E-N-T dot N-E-T. Now, um, we can see here some of the things that you're doing and working with some incredible partners when you look at the likes of AT&T and 20th Century Fox. Those are obviously the benefits that the, the local salon can get, those tickets and things. Are they also seeing a difference in the amount of work that's coming in or visibility in their community? That's it. Yeah, they actually become trendsetters in their communities. They're the shops that people go and get the swag items. They know about the latest trends, the latest music, the latest entertainment, and they get T-shirts and hats and all kinds of goodies from these shops. So it really affects the, the shop's bottom line. We've even had advanced screenings that we held of uh, television shows in the shops where we just did what we call a, a salon takeover where we had food and beverages and prizes, and we had over 135 people show up at the shop to watch this advanced screening. When you look at the, the achievement, what is your greatest joy and pride out of the last 10 years with uh, the way willpower has grown? Well, my greatest achievement, I think, is really overcoming the adversity to reach the heights that I've gotten to. That's what it is, because you know what, Andrew? adversity introduces a person to themselves and when you're over to when you're able to overcome adversity that's when you get the next challenge and the other opportunities that i've loved is to hire a lot of minorities um you know black staffing that i've done over the years i've enabled them to um join in and make extra income from from helping me to do this because they're kind of like the lifeblood of my company. My teams, my staff have been with me for 15 and 20 years. So being able to hire them 
and being able to just connect with the consumers and they're able to get things first, the, the TV shows, the movies, the advanced screenings, and they just have an insatiable appetite for entertainment anyway. So it's just been great just to be able to be a part of that. Within the, the American culture, I can imagine that you have similar challenges that we have in any culture where minorities are fighting for attention. So how do you actually bring that forward? Is it a case of the minorities essentially supporting and loving on each other? Or can you get the message further out? How does the diversity actually embrace the whole community? I think uh, with diversity in the community, um, I think one of the thing is that Blacks and African-Americans, they begin to understand the power that they have. You know, most people give away they, their power but by not believing they have any at all. Yeah. And that's been a huge problem. So, and, and we vote with our buying power. You know, African-Americans in the United States spend $1.3 trillion a year on goods and services. So that's a lot of power to these brands. And you, and you know, you'd have to let the brands know, are, are those brands that you support, are they supporting your community causes? Are those brands accessible in your community? Does your likeness have reflect a good depiction when they do commercials? Those are the things that I encourage them to think about. And does that flow not only into the way you run the business, but also your local marketing? What can a local store owner do on top of, you know, giving the giveaways? Is there a way in which they can celebrate culture within the way they run their business? Yeah, they can. Um, what they can do is they can develop bridges and pipelines to get into the businesses that they have locally there's other businesses just like advertising and marketing that I'm in. You know, I'm help, I'm trying to help develop a pipeline where a lot of these young minorities, um, they're very talented, but they don't even know they have the option to get into advertising, to get into marketing or some of these local businesses. So just bridging that gap. And even if they don't have a college degree, you know, you have to let them know, look, never limit your point of entry. You know, you can't let anyone convince you that you cannot achieve your dream because they don't know you like that and they have no idea who you really are. So I tell them, don't even waste your time trying to convince them. Just keep on working your plan. Keep handling your business because what you do speaks louder than what you say. Within the Australian and in New Zealand culture, we have a lot of indigenous people, the Aboriginal people of Australia. We have the island people of uh, the, the Pacific as well. And they can reach their own people and celebrate culture. Uh, but do we actually bring a way of celebrating what we are and who we are into our business and our branding? Does it come into our visuals? How do we do that? Yeah, it comes into the visuals. Like, um, you know, there's a lot of stereotyping that happens. I mean, it doesn't matter what country you're in because the the people that run those industries, they have a certain angle that they want to show your likeness in. And those stereotypes aren't always the best. So we have to begin to take control of our likeness and our reflections. And when we put out our advertisements 
or when we partner with with these global brands, we have to make sure that we have a, that you know your ethnicity has a seat at the table, you know, yeah. and you need to take that seat so that not only can you affect the way that your likeness is shown and that you're depicted in in the most appropriate way when uh, on commercials and on advertisements, and then when that happens then those stereotypes start to go away and people start to really look at you as who you really are. Well, something that um, you were talking about just a moment ago actually has more to do with self than community that sometimes we don't realize that there's an opportunity available to us. What would you say to indigenous or people of minority in terms of embracing that opportunity and going out there and doing something? First, I would say don't limit your beliefs. Sometimes, you know, you tell yourself the story that you're not enough. Um, it's really not what you don't have, it's what you think you need that holds you back from trying to reach your destiny. Um, so what I say is you, you are you are enough and you can win with what you have. So you just have to believe that and you have to start with, on that level. And then, you know, find and hone in on a niche, you know, be an expert, um, you know, be unique because unique is even better than better. Well, we were talking earlier about um, trying to embrace those opportunities. Uh, are there maybe a few first steps that I can practically take that may be about starting a business? It may be about opening my own salon. If you were sitting down next to that next person who's about to embrace this whole idea and market within their own community for a new salon or barbershop, what are two or three things they could do? Well, first, I would say don't limit your point of entry. If you don't have a degree, don't worry about it. If you're not, if you think you're not the right age, don't worry about it. If you think you're from the wrong side of town, don't worry about that because that's the first thing you have to overcome. The second thing is build your skills. Whatever you do, hone in on your skills and develop that to the highest degree. Um, work on your brand, your brand identity. Um, you know, Businesses want to do work with people who they know, like, and trust. So building that brand identity, maybe it's on social media, maybe it's even on podcasts, on going on local television shows and, and letting people know who you are and what your company is about. Because right now, you know, Andrew, good enough is not good enough anymore. We've gone from brick and mortar to click and order. So now, you know, there's a lot of disloyalty with different brands. So you really have to hone in on your brand identity, your skills, and really finding and honing in on a real niche. Yeah, some really good points there. Uh, well, thank you very much for joining us on The Morning Kick. I want to finish off by finding out about where is the future for you? Uh, with a network of 100,000 salons and barbers, it's kind of like, are you about to take over Canada or Mexico? Where do you go from here? Tell us about your future plans. I think my, my future plans continue to do a lot of great work for the community to uplift the culture to help young minorities to get into the industries that they wanna get into and to overcome the false barriers in their mind and in the marketplace. 
you know, um, also you want to get out of life, you know, the best and you want to live a life that outlives you. So you don't get out of life what you want. You get out of life what you are. So start finding out who you are, you know, um, and every day, even as the pandemic goes on, I'm finding out who I am even more and evolving. So I'm just going to continue to push myself and to pursue the greatness that God put in me. And really, you'll see some things that are been coming up. I think in the healthcare industry, I'm going to start doing some things because COVID is really uh affected minorities in a disparaging way. So I'm going to probably work it, be working on some healthcare initiatives and continue to work with global brands and entertainment and to elevate my company. Well, you've been sensational. Thanks for joining us on The Morning Kick. Hopefully we'll get you back for an update on the conquest of the healthcare industry in the future. All right. <laughs> wasn't that brilliant? Will was definitely inspirational and gave us some really good points. And do keep in mind to visit his website so you can find out more at willpowerint.net to find out about the initiatives that are happening over there in the US of A. Well, I'm looking forward to joining you on another episode of The Morning Kick. Stay on the Facebook page for Excite Media and we'll make sure that you're up to date with the next exciting episode. Mm -hmm.